Hello everyone and welcome back to the Rain Theory Podcast. And today we will be talking about the book Flowers for Algernon. Before we start, I'd like to give an honest review on what I thought of the book. I thought the book was rather short considering how, uh, what's the word, big the topic could have been and how easy it was to write about. But I thought it was a really good book, and I thought there, but I didn't like it as much as you'd think because of all the controversial topics it talks about, which I won't list because of how controversial they are. So before we start going over the book, I want for you to imagine yourself in this situation. Imagine you were born in New York with such a mental handicap that you have trouble speaking, writing, and you can barely read. This is the case of Charlie Gordon, a mentally disabled male living in the suburbs of New York. Growing up as a kid, he lived with his mother, Rose Gordon, his father, Matt Gordon, and his sister, Norma Gordon. Throughout the first couple chapters of the book, Charlie talks about his day-to-day life after being ordered to by a therapist-scientist, Dr. Strauss. Although Charlie is 32 years old, those around him still treat him as a child. He is unaware of the association and interprets many actions as kinds of friendship. Dr. Strauss pats Charlie on the head during before before the surgery, and Mrs. Kenyon pats his hands after the surgery. This shows this shows how his peers uh, sorry, this shows how his peers feel feel sorry for him and want to comfort him. These relationships will change as Charlie evolves into the man created by his art of increased intelligence to sorry, but increased by his intelligence. To make money for his survival, he works at a bakery cleaning the floors and bathroom. Because of his handicap, he is unable to comprehend how rude his peers are to him. Little just Charlie. Now, his life is about to change for the inevitable worse. We meet Charlie as he has been considered for a surgical procedure and will, that will increase his intelligence. Documentation of these six days covers the screening process and focuses on Charlie's abilities. He is given many tests, but his own motivations to get smart is the primary reason that Charlie is selected as the first human candidate for this operation. This is where we meet Algernon, the character in the title. Algernon is a white lab mouse in the lab run by Professor Niemeyer and Dr. Strauss. Algernon is initially just an average mouse, but he undergoes an experimental operation that makes him three times as intelligent as regular mice. Dr. Strauss excites Charlie when he tells him about the operation they're going to put Charlie through. After the operation, Charlie writes down that he doesn't notice anything, and he is not more smart, direct quote, than before. But he becomes frustrated, especially since he's been told all of his life, mainly by his mother, who is a really good source of his trauma from his childhood, that it is not possible for him to become smarter, and he was hopeless. This inspired Charlie to become smarter, so he thought the operation was a perfect way to prove everyone wrong. However, as the operation nears, an element of fear creeps into Charlie as he faces the unknown. He overcomes this fear by imagining the reactions of his family and friends, specifically his mother reacting and and the people at the bakery to his newfound intelligence. A nurse in the hospital introduces the theme of man playing God, but it is too complicated and theoretical for Charlie to understand. He is disappointed that he is not instantly smart, but Mrs. Kinium tells, tells him that it will take time for his intelligence to increase. After the operation, Charlie states, if you're smart, you can have lots of friends to talk to and you will never get lonely by yourself all the time. This is foreshadowing as, it, as his friendships slowly degrade and he can see himself also degrading throughout the book. We can see throughout the process of his surgery, his spelling gets better and his grammar better by far. But skip a couple chapters. His intelligence has passed even Dr. Strauss and the scientists studying him. The thing is, even if his physical intelligence has expanded, his emotional intelligence did not. 
On a slightly more inappropriate note, he also calls himself sexually disabled in terms of what knowing, what's knowing what's right and what's wrong after a situation with a girl. Charlie first notices he's not becoming he's becoming smart when he learns to roll dough and bake it after receiving some help from his peers. They were reluctant to, but they DOS, Mr. Donner implied it. After his friendships with his peers in, in, end in the bakery, they slowly degraded. He was eventually fired after all the employees agreed with his firing from the bakery. Except Fanny Burton, who didn't appreciate how he be suddenly became smarter and thought it was a Satanist act. This is a hint towards what will happen throughout the story. Now, at, before as we go on, I'd like to read a direct quote from towards the end of the book, and then I'd like to read a quote at the beginning of the book in order to compare and contrast how this surgery has changed him. So the first one is quite long, so just bear with me here. Dear Professor Niemer, under separate cover, I am sending you a copy of my report titled The Algernon-Gordon Effect, the study and structure and function of increased intelligence, which may be published if you see fit. As you know, my experiments are completed. I have included in my report all of my formulas as well as mathematical analyses of the data in the appendix. Of course, these should be verified. The results are clear. The more sensational aspects of my rapid climb cannot obscure the facts. The surgery and injection techniques developed by you and Dr. Strauss must be viewed as having little or no practical applicability at the present time to, to the increase of human intelligence. Reviewing the update data in Algernon, although he is still in his physical use, he has regressed mentally. Motor activity impaired a general re reduction of glandular functioning, accelerated loss of coordination, and strong indica indications of progressive amnesia. As I show in my report, these and other physical and mental deterioration syndromes can be predicted with significant results by the application of my new formula. Although this surgical stimulus to which we are both subjected results in an inf inf intensification and acceleration of all mental process, the flaw which I have taken the liberty of calling the Algernon-Gordon effect is the logical extension of the entire intelligence sped up. The hypothesis here is proves may be described as most simply in following terms. The artificially induced intelligence deteriorates at a rate of time directly proportional to the quantity of the increase. As long as I am able to write, I will continue to put down my thoughts and ideas in these reports. It is one of my few solitary pleasures, and it's certain cer certainly necessary to the completion of this research. However, by all indications, my own mental deterioration will be quite rapid. I have checked and rechecked my data a dozen times in hope of finding an error, but I am sorry to say that the remote results must stand. Yes, I'm grateful for the little, for the little bit that he, I here add to the knowledge of the function of the human mind and the laws governing the artificial increase of human intelligence. The other night, Dr. Strauss was saying that an experimental failure, the disproving as this theory, was as important as to the advancement as, lear as learning as a success would be. I know not that this is true. I am sorry, however, that my own contribution to the field must rest upon the ashes of the work of the staff, especially who have done so much for me. Yours truly, Charlie Gordon. Now you can see how advanced his grammar is, and I've also and I also had a couple times where I stuttered because of how big the words were, and I had to take a second to read them and, and actually figure out what they meant. Now I'm going to go to the very first page of the book, and I'm going to read how, what his grammar is like, and you will see how far he has come and degraded mentally as well. Dr. Strauss says that I should write down what I think and remember everything that happens to me from now on. I don't know why, but he says it is important, so they will see if they can use me. I hope they use me because Mrs. Kenyon says maybe they can make me smart. I want to be smart. 
My name is Charlie Gordon and I work in Donner's Bakery where Mr. Donner gives me $11 a week in bread for, or cake if I want. I'm 32 years old next month and, my, and, is, and is my birthday. I told Dr. Strauss and Professor Niemer that I can't write good, but he says it don't matter. He says I should write just like I talk and I should write. I can't even read that word. It's so horribly misspelled and slaughtered. In Mrs. Kinian's class at the Beekman Co College Center for Retarded Adults, where I go to learn three times a week on my time off. Dr. Sa Dr. Strauss says to write a lot everything. I think in every I think in everything that happens to me, but I can't think anymore because I have nothing to write. So I will close for today. Yours truly, Charlie Gordon. Now we see how bad his grammar has become, and I know you can't hear it in my voice, but I had a lot of trouble reading. Well, besides the word that he slaughtered a lot, I had a lot of trouble reading because of how bad his spelling was. He had really bad spelling and really bad grammar, so it was almost difficult to find out what he was trying to interpret and say. And that is all I have for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have a great day, night, evening, or whichever you think is most suitable for you. Thank you so much and goodbye.